Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And I am joined this evening by a hip-hop artist, podcaster. Uh, he, <laughs> uh, he just dropped a new EP recently. It's called Son of Cynthia. Uh, streaming everywhere. Howdy, Mom. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Mad Static, for joining me today. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cheers, dude. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hams, I have not had this in, in a minute. It's a beer of the it's, people. It's, it's, it's <laughs> taking me back to Mifflin days in, in Madison. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I forgot about Mifflin. Yeah, yeah it, like it's a lot of a lot of toxic behavior. I'd rather oh, yeah. not. Hey, <laughs> rather not live. No, I feel that. I feel that. Relive those days. So, James, how was your day today? My my day was all right. Um, I I soaked up a lot of the sun. Nice. Um, I I went for a walk. It was so this was supposed to be a mile walk. Sure. I was I was with the missus. Shout out to nice. you. Mwah. Love you, babe. Shout out the missus. I was. I, I was just coming from somewhere. I'm hungry. All I had for breakfast was like oatmeal. Uh-huh. And I get home and, and babe just got done with a workout. And everything. So I'm like, well, you still want to go to, to Grand Park and everything? All right, cool. Now, we were, we were supposed to walk for a mile. And that ended up being three miles. Oh, wow. Yeah. And while I'm walking, I'm noticing something's wrong. We not supposed to be walking this this long and not supposed to be walking this far. What the hell are you doing? But I was so into the walking and into just, you know, whatever music. I was into like, you know, some random jungle drum and bass shit. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, nice. all right, I'm just I'm just gonna let it ride. And then we get to the car and I, the first thing I say, was that walk supposed to be that goddamn walk? Mm-hmm. And just like, well, you didn't say nothing. Well, how am I supposed to I don't know what a mile is? <laughs> Here I am thinking, oh, like, it was really, like, 35 minutes. Here I am in La La Land thinking right. it's 15. You get, like, carried away. Like, you don't... Yeah. Right, like, like, that mile goes by real fast. And in Grant Park, it's really fucking easy to get lost. Yeah, and... and, and it's got some... You, com- you take that, and plus that babe's a lunatic when it comes to working out anyway. Yeah. I was already a dead man walking. <laughs> Literally, a dead man walking. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to let you have that one. Don't do it again, Yeah. but I'm going to let you have that one. Yeah. And then since then, it's just been like, you know, dinner and, right on. you know, of course, I am here now recording this, this lovely podcast here. I'm going to be uh, on my way to Big Beat after this here nice. to check on everybody there. I'm sure Philly's going to be uh, my, my co-host and music partner or whatever. Right be annoying everybody at ask people listen to his beats, Hell but yeah. that's either or, you know. Yeah, but right it's on. Look, he's he's going to get some jokes today. But he, he he left me high and dry this past Tuesday on on, on the show, so I'm like, hey, you're going to get some jokes today, either way. <laughs> yeah, don't know when it's coming out, but you're going to get some jokes. I'm going to pretend it's out the following day, so you're just going to have to take it. Right, on. you're not here to defend yourself. So, hey. <laughs> so James, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and so. uh yeah, I mean, we've been like connected for like years. You know, I've, yes. I've been following your your work. Uh, uh, you dropped a couple songs. I think it was in twenty twenty. Uh, Peace around the corner was that twenty twenty? That was that was twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right in the midst of 
not just the pandemic. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in the midst of everything was happening in Minneapolis. Yeah. And like I, I, I didn't really, you know, want to promote it as much as I sh- probably should have. Because I felt I didn't like I didn't want that to take away from everything that I was saying mm-hmm. because watching that in real time and then you know hearing like everybody's opinions whether yeah. whether it be like you know a random stranger or somebody that you know lives on my block mm-hmm. I was just like it, it, it's hard to really discuss those things without without going into you know a certain pain that you dealt with yourself mm-hmm. whether it be in regards to dealing with police whether it be in regards to you know being violence towards you know people that look like you for right, yeah. little to no reason yeah, I, yeah i it's hard to like really really you know decipher and and dissect those things without you know falling apart in of a way. course yeah yeah it, it was a it was a you know there, there was a lot of um very like politically and socially charged music and art that was uh coming out uh, at the time and uh and you know like i i appreciate everyone who like was paying attention to what was going on to the world because the world is in a lot of fucking pain and right. you know we saw a, a massive tipping point as far as like how we talk about racism and bigotry and uh, state-sanctioned violence, um, uprisings were as big as they were because, like, you know, people are fucking tired of this happening, and people have a lot to say, and uh, you know, sometimes people their way of saying it is is through a creative outlet such as music. Um, right, and so like everyone, yeah. everyone has their own way of 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 processing it. You know, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, and that and that's kind of like the the give and take with what we do is that you know you want to put out these these type of messages, you want to put out these type of statements, whatever they may be, on whatever side of the whatever side of history you you fall upon. At the end of the day, it's all going to be commercialized, and how you how you want to uh participate right in that commercialization that that that's really on to you yeah yeah but it's that's really, the nature it's, one, it's the nature of the, the the whole entire game yeah it's, it's just like there's no and shit. oh yeah like i i think with what happened we we not only saw you know people just having enough of what was happening and the, the thing that we see this it is it, people are so hyper focused on it now and, and in a way that you know we never we never seen before because it's for your eyes to see yeah right it, it's it's on it's on your phones it's right. on your computers it's on your right your tv screens it's just everything. being documented you know yeah yeah like yeah and and, the, and you can see that everywhere now and yeah and it's just a matter of how you're going to interpret it because everybody everybody's got their own you know thoughts feelings opinions on what it is like oh we're seeing someone be murdered on camera and Mm -hmm. you're gonna have somebody else and you know bum fuck oklahoma or whatever is it like well maybe probably maybe 
There's more maybe, to the maybe story. You deserved it there, you know, yeah. like yeah. shit like that. So it, it's just something that you know is is, is not going to be an always a one for all response. Yeah, you know, everybody's gonna you know you know be hypocrites towards it. Of and course. Stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I think we—that's the thing. We, we witness the hypocrisy of a lot of people. Where it's like you defend this, but then you know something yeah. that, like like if this was if this happened to little Susie out in the suburbs, then you know it'd be a fucking uproar. Right, right. This, but because it's happened in inner city Minneapolis, outside of a a service station or or whatever, yeah, and that's why. Yeah, I, yeah it, it, it's yeah. It, it's just two different worlds, and I think we're we're finally realizing that of course we might have been ignoring it the whole time so. oh yeah totally like you know class consciousness is everything yeah cognitive dissonance is real as fuck and you're gonna face a lot of it as you know we see shit happen in real time yeah it was it was definitely a visceral time for 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 everyone yeah. uh 2020 um but you know like some people some people you know created to to cope with that and 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 that's rad everyone's working through shit in their own way so so let's take it back a bit james uh so for one you're from milwaukee right born and raised yes right on um tell me a little bit about how music started for you where did it all start kind of like as a creative outlet for yourself Uh, so it was it was really just bullshitting (laughs) <laughs> like right, yeah. when you really think about it like i i had you know me and my friends on the block we would just you know write silly ass lyrics you know about anything under the sun we could think of. we, we yeah. you know, like we can write songs about you know licking feet <laughs> some, some you know some bullshit like mm-hmm. that that you would yeah. expect you know a 12 13 year old oh, yeah. to, to, to write about that's some edgy shit yeah right? exactly yeah. you know we were the, the filthy franks of our time nice you know but yeah. but um as as i got older and my adventures didn't necessarily begin with hip-hop like i, I tell this story all the time my the first style genre of music i got into was rock uh, regrettably new metal mm. but <laughs> shout out to I, hybrid theory yeah <laughs> but i think it, but it was really a gateway yeah because and I, it's more of a gateway than what people will wholeheartedly admit because i don't think i think without that i wouldn't be getting into hip-hop because you know it was listening to a lot of those bands listening to you know Lincoln park and and corn and even like the 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 proto new metal stuff like rage and oh, yeah, you know faith yeah. no more stuff like that sure. that's how I began writing lyrics and, oh, and I would sure. like any band I liked I would go into their message boards and if they had like a like a writers section yeah. or like a poetry corner or some shit like that I would post my stuff there yeah oh cool and, yeah. and and that's and that's how I began to like this is how you make things rhyme within a structure to an instrumental this is how you keep a rhythm and I think like the first rapper like I really I feel like really resonated with me was Atmosphere. Oh sure, Slug yeah. and you know yeah. like all that rhyme series. Oh shit. yeah, yeah. And from there is like it, it was it was kind of a mixed bag because for me it's like on my in my spare time I'm listening to like this stuff and like all the related stuff to that is like MERS and Dilated and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then. For me, like, 
the way that the way that I like got into the stuff that I love now that I champion for now and everything is like I never listened to them in in their original form because keep in mind this was like 2004 2005 mixtapes were getting very very big around that time mm-hmm. and so it's like for me I would know these songs but I wouldn't know like I would only know like the instrumentals or I only pay attention to like the choruses or something like that and so it was a site called SoundClick okay where you can basically like you got it, it was it was SoundCloud before SoundCloud became a thing sure okay and I would hear like people do freestyles or so like I, let's say I'm looking up a uh shook one's freestyle and everything and now be like this is the greatest shit ever yeah. here I am you know bigging up these no names <laughs> not even knowing what the original record sounds like and that's and that's pretty much what I listened to because I wanted to like one to listen to stuff that was lyrical and so I would find like the, the closest stuff to that even yeah. if a lot of it sounded amateurish sure and yeah. stuff like that and then once that kind of died down here I am going really actually listening to the records now wondering why it sounds the way that it sounds why mm-hmm. is this celebrated the way that it is sure you know like cause Everyone said like say like say like Wu Tang. Everybody says that Cream is like their best song. For me at that time, it was probably Gravel Pit or some shit like that, some sure. pop shit like that. And yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. So once I got to an age where I'm, I was you know able to appreciate appreciate the music that I'm listening to, the pre- the music that I want to study, I'm like all in and like getting CDs and and listening to them front to back learning these songs so that's that's just how i you know figure like okay if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna learn all this stuff i'm gonna get my own equipment i'm gonna learn as much as i can i'm just gonna go in and that's when i self-recorded mixtapes of myself like rapping over like whatever popular beats there were or whatever the popular records were at the time like really cementing myself as like mixtape rapper oh yeah you know yeah, so right on so and, and i mean you can you they're still up on that piff like you can still <laughs> listen to them as as if you want i was gonna say you have you have, you have your like burn cds oh yeah of like your mixtapes and shit oh yeah like i think um like the first one that i ever made i burned like 20 copies because there was like a there was an open mic that i would go to every wednesday uh at at this old place called the mosaic uh r.i.p but um mm-hmm. i would be there and people know that i did poetry but like you know i'm, I'm like what 18 19 at the time I, in, in the midst of all these mid 20 early 30 year old people yeah so yeah, like of course a lot of the stuff that I'm saying it's gonna come off very immature, very like, you know, narrow minded. But I didn't care. I was just like, all right, this is my shit. I'm about to get yeah. it out here. Everybody finna know me. Right. I'm, on, I'm yeah. about to be doing shows with prof and all that <laughs> shit. You know, but, but like, it, it sounded like somebody that recorded their shit at home with right. little to no experience. Well, hey, I mean, and you got to start somewhere, right? You know? And and just by starting it, you feel like you got to flex a little bit, yeah. You know? Yeah, like I really like that time. I really thought that I was the shit, and can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> Even though I just got my feet wet in this shit, I have no idea what I'm doing, 
and I look like a goddamn fool rapping about the stuff that I'm rapping about. <laughs> so that's that's all I knew. Like I, I'm, I, I wasn't a gangster. I'm not. I was, wasn't a, a thug or you know I was, yeah. like none. I wasn't any of that. I was the nerd on my block. You know? yeah, yeah. Still, still in the nerd on my block. Right if on, I was to go yeah. back there, but it is like okay. I figured like if I'm gonna rap, if I'm gonna be making music, I it needed to be what I know or, or something I feel like I can relate to, and that's going back to a lot of atmosphere stuff where slug always talked about his relationships mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of the formula that i took from there i'm like okay i'm gonna rap about my relationships i'm gonna rap about my feelings mm-hmm. but i'm still gonna rock and i'm still gonna get laid hell Either yeah way. <laughs> fuck yeah so i mean that at, the, at that time that's the dream and then you get bills and yeah. like eh, they can wait yeah how did you become mad static um so this is kind of an effed up story. Uh, well, not really, but still, it's effed up to me. So the way that I became mad static was on accident. And because I, when I started doing poetry, I called myself the Mad Hatter. Mm. Just because, like, you know, I mean, you can't tell here, but, like, most of the time be wearing hats. Sure. Just, just like whatever it was, like, you know, baseball hats. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, beanies, stuff like that. I never showed my hair because my hair was horrible. You know, it, it, I mean, before I got this, it was still horrible. Sure. Yeah. Hence, hence the hack, you know, hiding everything. But, yeah, but I, I called myself the Mad Hatter, and this was around the time of the late night hype show on ninety one point seven um, WMSE. Okay. So uh, I I forgot. I think I don't know who was DJing it. I I think it was like either it was, no, it wasn't Brewski, but whoever was DJing at the time. I called in to make a request. I, I don't know what it was. It was, it was probably atmosphere. But <laughs> called in to make a request, and they asked for my name, and I called, and I said the Mad Hatter. Little did I know that there was already a Mad Hatter around the city oh, that just so happens to DJ and runs pretty much the biggest radio station in Milwaukee. <laughs> Holy shit. So I was man. just like, oh, I'm going to have to change this shit. <laughs> And yeah, so one damn. day, like, um, I used to be in this uh, this rap group in college, um, Cobra Cabana. Okay, we called ourselves. Nice. Not my idea, but either way. Sure, sure. So we were at uh, we were at the homie's house one day, and we were just like rap writing verses to you know the beats he made stuff like that. Um, and then the lyrics that I had, which looking back, it, I. I Keep in mind, I just started to write, and it's very cringe. But um, the Mad Hat is now bringing mad static. I take careers and I bury them like they were hatchets. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> but then I heard the name. I'm like, oh, Mad Hat, Mad Static. I'm just calling myself Mad Static then. Mm, yeah. And 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 that's and I've been running with that ever since. So it's right like, on. like even to this day, I don't really know what that name means. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. Like people just people just know me. Well, you're, you're for that. Shit you've now. been defining it since. Yeah, know? like for for better or for worse. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's that's been the thing. You know, like sure. okay, let me let me see what I can do with this, and yeah. you know, I'm able to do what I do now, whether it be you know music, whether that be podcasting, whether that be any type of uh, platform that of I want to yeah. you know participate in. That's right. 
that's what people know me as for now. You bet. Yeah. yeah. So so that said, how did you really start breaking into the Milwaukee scene? I know you said you went to the open mic at the Mosaic. Yeah. But like how did you kind of like continue, you know, getting your name out there and meeting people and shit? I mean, I, I feel like in the beginning there were a lot of false starts and so it's like I would have a show and this is like early on, it's so like 2006 and you know, Blacks was a Debussy and oh, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And so for a minute I was, it, all I was doing was open mics. Like I, I didn't do a show or, and if I did shows, it'd be like, you know, basement parties yeah. and, and stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. The vibe, it was a vibe. Oh yeah. Dude, that's, but, yeah, yeah. But I knew like, all right, it, this can't be that forever. And, and then I think this was like 2009 I had just put out a mixtape called Written in Blood 3. And there was a song off it called uh, Milwaukee, parentheses, Home Sweet Home, uh, produced by the homie Rustic. Shout out to him. Mm. And uh, I ran into my guy, OP, who I, who I had known for like at least two oh, yeah. years prior yeah. to and everything like that. I knew he was doing his own stuff, but, but it's like it's pretty much in the same realm yeah. you know like we're, we're basically like we're doing shit ourselves sure we're, we're we don't really have our voice yet and so he invited me to get on a record um a couple of records actually uh what i do which was uh pretty much a cover of a remix to make your move from hieroglyphics uh ninth wonder remix mm. uh Dope. another song produced by rust that crashed the party and there was one other song that I can't think of right now, but but that's but that was that. And so he told me that he was doing shows at the rave. It was him and the Cypher Squad. Okay. So him, uh, Skills, Smokey, Cypher Lady X, Doctor Blade, and a couple other people. So he invited me to to come uh, perform with them on one of the side stages at the rave for oh, yeah. uh, I yeah. think the first show was Kid Cudi. Okay. And I, I did I did Milwaukee. I did the songs me and OP did. And I'm starting to see people coming to the shows and, and, and we're starting to get, you know, around there. And plus what I'm already doing on my own with, you know, the mixtape and getting that out to people, whether through MySpace or, you know, and whatever, whatever social media I was using at the time. Yeah. Getting it out that way. And then we started doing more shows. So it was like, we started doing Bone Thugs. And then we did Lupe Fiasco and so on and so forth. And we're building a following through that. Mm-hmm. And then the year that they had, the year Grassroots, that uh, the open mic over at the Miramar started, that's when the show started. Oh, okay. And that's when I started like, okay, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to cultivate my shit here. Mm-hmm. And then... When it's time to do an actual show, like really show out and everything. Yeah. And you know that's how um, that's how I like I learned like what to do, what not to do on stage, how to hold a mic, how to you know, you know, accentuate my words, how to be as loud as possible for people that know, how to how to be captivating. Yeah. Even with little. Right on. Yeah. You know, and, and which you know a lot of people have to do. Especially when they're starting out and everything, because right. you don't really ha- you're still trying to find your voice. You don't really have a lot of uh, elements mm-hmm. to your to your sound to your your whole entire persona. Sure. So it's like, all right, how am I gonna how am I gonna make people care 
And so yeah. that platform, for me at least, for me personally, was the testing grounds. So if, you, if you're going to do this shit, do it. Mm-hmm. And then that's what led to more music. Yeah, That's what led me to join higher education. And that's what led me to, you know, you know, pretty much improve the resume. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Ever since then and whatnot. Right so. on. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all that, dude. Yes. Um, yeah. No, like you're right. Like, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of aspects that uh, uh, go into being a dynamic performer. And it takes discipline. It takes consistency. It takes uh, just you know, studying the ones that came before you, you know, studying the greats and also learning to like learn, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, like accepting that, you know, there's shit you're going to have to improve on, you know, is, and that's something that everyone, you know, obviously has to like go through in their craft. And, um, but that's dope that, you know, that it just like evolved for you over, over time into obviously knowing what you're doing. Yeah. But also, still, always being a student to what you do, you know. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are, and it's kind of the difference between back then and now, or at least it's more prevalent now, where people are kind of afraid to take L's, and you know, whether it be records I've done, whether it be shows like i i i know a l when i see one it, it, like if i feel like uh oh, this this ain't really that good or like it, it I, I mean i don't want to dwell on it but it's definitely something where okay the show wasn't as good take that learn from that mm-hmm. be better next yeah, time of course that's 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 all you can do and because it's all about you know making people care you know, and my and my definition, how I choose to make people care, is vastly different from other people, and and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it, for me personally, if whether I'm doing a record, or whether I'm performing, or whether it be me talking on a show, I want to make sure that I am authentic as possible. Of course, and. Especially where it be a scene or whether it be an industry as a whole where there's not a lot of authenticity to begin with. It's all a matter of, okay, how do I play the game? How do I, you know, use this to my, to, to, to my liking and to my advantage? And, and something I'm still trying to figure out, figure out today because a lot of, like, what what music is now compared to back then vastly different, mm-hmm. vastly different. And I felt like you know none of us got a an alarm that it was gonna change. Yeah. And but it's just but it comes with the territory. You got to move with the times, or the times are gonna move over you. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really understand that or recognize that yet. And that's when I say, well, well you gonna learn. Yeah. <laughs> you right. Go one way or another. That's right. By force or by choice, you gonna learn. Yeah. Because. Yeah, it's it's an unforgiving, it's an unforgiving bitch. This this music shit is. Oh, to yeah. be honest, kind of like making our way towards the present here. Um, so yeah, you just dropped an EP. Yes, uh, recently dedicated to your mother. Yes, son of Cynthia. Tell me about why you wanted to put the CP out. Like, what does the CP mean to you? So, I think this EP for me 
pretty much symbolizes the last two years of just uncertainty of just sitting with sitting with my thoughts and only with my thoughts wondering where I'm going to go from here because like at the like right at the top of 2020 like right as Moses and I we dropped our project enjoy yourself I left higher education sure um I won't get into all the the details there but I left and so for me it was just like all right I'm I'm to myself by myself with myself again what do I do next mm-hmm. and so I remember Mike Regal posting something about getting beats and I think I messaged him and I cuz I know he put the he put the idea out one day of us doing a project and because I had all these other plans and everything I, I was like all right I want to do this but I got to I got to do this first I got to you know make sure this is good that that's all taken care of and everything and then covid hit yeah yeah and that fucked me up oh yeah <laughs> like it's like cuz just as I'm starting over now I got to start over again. Yeah. And yeah. and that was really, I was really just in a, a messed up place at that time, or, or at least artistically. And then I think it was just like, I think like two, maybe three weeks in, I was just like, all right, if I'm going to do this, now's the time to do it. And so I hit Regal up and said, hey, send me what you got. Let's make this happen. And it was supposed to be out that later that year as just as things were kind of opening up and and so on and so forth, we were at least we were able to like see being each other's faces again or just somewhat to some capacity sure and then covid got worse mm-hmm. and just and like the progress that we started the progress that we started in you know recording everything like i did everything with the homie curse at his studio shot the curse mm-hmm. the home right. base there right just as we were getting things started COVID got worse. Everybody had to like go on lockdown again. Um, things closed back up. Uh, Curse had to actually move studios, and even with even with us doing the podcast, like I I I was like every episode that we had, while the people that we had at the time where it was just four of us, all three of them were in the studio. I was at home. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like because it was just a pact that Jen and I made. Like, okay, we're gonna keep each other safe. We're gonna keep our family safe. So we gotta make this. We gotta compromise somehow. Like, you know, if, if y'all, even if y'all gotta do it on your own, you know, do that. I'll still do whatever I need to. But yeah. going back to the music, it was just <clears throat> all right. How and how am I going to make this work? And so, like, I remember just being hella depressed oh yeah and just like maybe even thinking to myself like I, I just maybe i just should just give up maybe i just give this up do something new find something else to you know put 100 in and just leave it at that like just leave music alone all together and just you know go from there and after just sitting sitting down with myself talking to you know talking to my babe, talking to, you know, other people and stuff like that. My mom's, you know, all of my family is like, okay, let me make this work. Mm-hmm. And so I think from that point on, I just started writing. And I just kept writing, kept writing, hit real up for more beats. 
Like, let me find a way to like get it going again. Yeah. And so from there, it was just like, okay, we got something here. When it's time to get in the studio, let's go all out. And so from there, like the summer of last year, that's when it was just like, okay, we're going to knock these songs out. We're going to make them the best songs ever. And that's exactly what happened. That, that like, I feel like this is my best material ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not discounting anything I did prior, but this is anybody that wants to know who and what Mass Static is, that's the EP you go to. Mm-hmm. Dope. Yeah. In, in, in a nutshell. And, and I, and I, and I, Dedicated to my mom because I feel like, I mean, I, I didn't want to donda it, but I definitely felt like for me it's like okay, I, like this is who I am. I, I'm I'm the son of Cynthia Jackson. I'm no more, no less. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't have any gimmicks. I don't have any like, you know, personality changes and stuff yeah. like like. Yeah. I'm 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 regular, just like all you. And like and so, went dedicated to my mom because like honestly, I, and I and I give a lot of shout outs to her during this record. You know, just just being like, okay, you've given me everything. I want to give you something back. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like there's there's no like overall like theme or message to it. It's just like, hey, you give me everything. I want to give you something back. I want to put this project in your name right and on. like these songs were inspired by you and like just me in the direction I'm going in now, not just musically, but you know, personally, you know, being in a long-term relationship, being on my own, being, you know, at least somewhat financially stable, sure, just yeah. being, you know, stable altogether. You know, I owe that to her. So, you know, that, that the rest is history. Right on, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Well, shout out to moms. Shout out to my dukes. <laughs> Big shout out CJ. To yeah. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was just Mother's Day. Mm. Um, yeah, just saw her this past Sunday as well. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. And also shout out to Regal. I love, yes. love Mike so much. He's, yes. Yes. He's uh, great. I, because I, I, right as this project was coming out, because the reason why it came out the, the, the day that it did, this was Jen's idea because the the day that it came out, it was our five year anniversary. Mm. So we like yeah, we started dating on March seventeenth, and so when March seventeenth came, or or at least like a couple weeks before it did, she's like, just put it out on our anniversary. I'm like, you sure? <laughs> you 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 don't want to take away from like this is our day. Right. You don't. I don't want people just. Coming up, be like, "Hey, love the EP." Right. You don't get no attention whatsoever, <laughs> except for a song that's on the record. Just right. say when, listen to that. But um, yeah, it's like, no, you do it. You do that. This is you your don't want to you you don't want to write over uh, the significance no, of this date. You know? No, absolutely not. Like like if I if I came up with that idea on my own, I'd probably be under the ground right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how dare you? Put this EP over our our anniversary, over our day, when we became when two became right. one that day. Yeah, you know, like yeah. why would you do that? But luckily, that was her idea. Nice. So if anything did go wrong, it'd be her fault. That so I, so I, yeah. hands are clean from this. You know? Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
not culpable. Uh, yeah. It was her idea. You know, it's, it's an eye for an eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's dope. I'll um, just play it, babe. I'll just, I love you. <laughs> but you got to throw that in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's. Yeah. But, but yeah, Regal, uh, yeah, the, the homie for real, I definitely was like, the day that that came out, or even days before it came out, he's like, we need to change this. We need to make sure this is good. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to change this all over again. But, but it came out dope. Um, this is not the last you, you're going to hear of like what me and Regal got and everything. There's like a couple of records in the stash right now. Right on. Well, that's actually yeah. what, what I was going to ask was, uh, yeah. What are you working on now? What's next? Um, right now it's just pushing this EP, you know, to, to the best of my abilities. I, I do want to put out more music. Because mm. I, I feel like that's always been a hindrance is that I would put something out and then you don't hear from me again for like a year yeah, yeah. or longer. A lot of that out of was stuff that was out of my control, but either way, yeah, yeah. you don't hear from me. And then I finally come back out and everything's changed. Mm-hmm. I don't really want that. I'm, bu- I'm by myself. I'm, I'm to myself and with myself now. I don't have anybody to, to answer to. I don't have to, you know, make music for a certain crowd. I don't have to worry about the logistics of, you know, the family. Like, like yeah. no. Uh, fuck all that shit. Right, yeah. You know, I, I the only person I worry about now is me. Of course. If anything, if, if something was to fail, I can p- put it on myself, not anybody else. Whether it's mm-hmm. warranted or not. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't ever want to be in that position again. So now that I'm by myself, like, okay, now it's time to hit the ground running. And by doing that is putting out more music, putting visuals to that music. I am chomping at the bit to perform again. Oh, hell yeah. So, and like, I mean, I know it's a little, I know things are just easing their way back out, but you know, you know, when that happens, I'm like, all right, this is what y'all been missing the last two years. Right on. (laughs) So that's, that's all, that's what it is. You know, just music, videos performances and just being back out being back out and Hell yeah you know that's great seeing what i missed and just yeah taking dude. it from there uh-huh. yeah. yeah no like that's awesome and we love to see it i mean obviously you know you're working at your own pace right you, like you said you're you're only you know listening to your own rhythm and that's all you have to do but you know if that means if your rhythm is gonna step up into into more content this year then that's exciting yeah so i look mean, forward to that yeah I, as i feel like you know before it was just like lacking a voice or if not or if not lacking the voice not having a way to use that voice mm-hmm. yeah or you'd be afraid to speak up on something if you don't feel it's oh, right yeah. you'd be you wouldn't like you didn't want to rock the boat or anything of that nature and like not now i don't have to worry about that yeah. So now it's just like, all right, I'm going to rock my own boat. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's your podcast all about, dude? So the podcast is Beats, Rhymes, and Body Slams. And Beats, Rhymes, and Body Slams is a podcast where we bring the worlds of hip-hop and professional wrestling together. Nice. Um, to give you that real, that rugged, that raw, no culture vultures occur current jerkers allowed. Um, so <laughs> so yeah. the, the way that the podcast started... Um, I was I was months from being off of the last podcast that I was on, uh, 
along with the homie uh, Jermaine event. Oh yeah. And uh, he, I don't know, he might have mentioned it one time. I'm not sure, but sure. Uh, I was months from months off of being from that show, and so the homie Philly, Philly Anderson, producer, mm-hmm. MC, right when he wants to be, Dope. but uh, <laughs> but Philly had uh, hit me up one day and was like, he knew that he had he had it in mind to want to do something like this, and so he just presented the idea to me. What if we did a what if you and I did a podcast where we talk about hip hop, we talk about wrestling, we talk our two fa- our two favorite passions. Right on. Yeah. And at first I was kind of like on the fence because like I just came from a podcast. I had a almost bad experience with it. And I was just like, all right, if we're gonna do this, let's, you know, really hit the ground running with it or let's you know not be on the bullshit there's no hierarchy mm-hmm. it's like we are both in charge of this and we both are at the helm and everything so we spent the first couple of weeks just brainstorming on what we what we wanted to be how we want to format it uh sean of uh, dream lab can attest to a lot of those uh meetings <laughs> he was part sure. of it but um when we finally started recording, I mean, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of iffy at first. I mean, like, I, well, not really for me because I had just been doing this more so for Philly, just because of like you know finding his own voice and then how we how we bring that together and everything. Because when because when we talk about either topic, you know, conversations would get heated. Sure, you hear you hear it on the show itself. Conversations get heated. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of us will be in our feelings. I get it, and everything like that. So it's like kind of not really taking it that much to heart yeah 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 i mean so so from there we just we just did our thing and then we brought our we brought the homie donnie yokai in and for a while it was just the three of us it was like kind of like if donnie's the more positive one philly's kind of in between me i'm just outright negative about everything (laughs) yeah and you're a hater. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a hater. I'm just very, you know, matter of fact sure. about a lot of things. And, and like, cause the le- the one thing I don't want to do is I never want to come into a platform and be misinformed. Yeah. Or not know what I'm talking about or how I want to talk about it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I've been sticking with that ever since. And, and, and while doing that, how to not be as harsh? Because I mean, because I will admit I rub people the wrong way sometimes. But we all do. We, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm I'm human, you know. Yeah. I'm fucking sue me. Yeah, yeah but yeah. And, and at the I end do of, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, like, because if you're going to if you're going to come into something like this, you gotta for one, you gotta check your ego at the door. Of course, number one, yeah. and number two. Just know that you know anything that's being discussed within these walls is just for these walls. When I leave out of wherever I'm recording, I'm no longer gonna give a fuck about what we were talking about. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's, it's like it's not something I'm thinking about every fucking day or every fucking minute. I'm just I'm here to talk about this, and then some of the things that we'll talk about is stuff that I don't really give a fuck about anyway because. I'm not in control of a lot of those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there'll be times where, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of going at it. We're kind of like, 
what I'm saying is right. No, what I'm saying is right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it comes with the territory. Yeah. You know, but but Philly at the end of the day is the homie, and I would not want to be doing this with anybody else. You know, no matter how, no matter how ridiculous I think some of his opinions sure. are, yeah. but mine's are just as ridiculous sometimes, and. We we both need that yin and, and yang to you know, not only balance things out but also learn from each other. Of course, because yeah. he'll he'll say some things that I never knew, mm-hmm. and and vice versa. So it's like you know, we're we're not only learning from each other but we're learning how to interact with each other. Of course, yeah, you know, yeah. So, that's a good duality, definitely. Yeah, yeah so it's like we've been doing this for like. I I think in yeah actually now this would be four years, dope. You know with with a six month break in between and shit. So yeah. So to, to be able to do this long and and you know of course, do I want there to be bigger numbers? Of course. Do I want there to be a bigger spotlight on us? Yes. But you know, if I spent every day thinking about that, I would drive myself fucking crazy. Yeah. And and then and yeah. like, this city I really don't think has like a. Like, like we're in a very niche market as far as like what we talk about. Some people would just be there for the wrestling. Some people are just there for the hip hop. But bringing those two together is like you're just asking for people to like check out when this topic's done and everything. But, you know, I do know that like we're not the only ones doing this type of stuff. But I do think that we're the best at doing what we do. And that's my opinion. You 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 can you can feel free to disagree, and I tell you to fuck yourself. That's but, right. But you know, either way. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a matter of yeah. You know, taking everything we learned from the past, applying it to now, be better at it, and then on top of that, you know, we're also, you know, being able to network with a lot more people, whether they're in the podcast game or whether they're outside of it, whether they're the musicians that we play, whether they're, you know, up and coming rappers or producers, people outside of the city. And that is, that's what really matters at the end of the day. The fact that we're able to, people that are listening at all and they take something from what we do. That's the biggest fucking deal to me. Especially like when I, when I was in limbo with rapping. Yeah. yeah. So this was kind of this, it was kind of like the void that was helping shit make sense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially like if I have somebody with me that looks at both hip hop and professional wrestling in ways that I don't, it could be like, well, wow. I did not know that. Or or, or, or like, you really think this explain, you know? So it's like I said, you know, where, where, where music will frustrate me from time to time. Let's say I do this and it's like, all right, it's like a breath of fresh air. That's good. Yeah. So it's like from, it's like, you know, taking the positives for what they are in both and knowing what the negatives are and how to eliminate those negatives. Of course. What people I understand is that, yeah. And it's kind and in the wrestling world, they call this a breaking kayfabe. But uh, for me, it's like what what you what people hear on the show is not really who I am outside of the show. Yeah. I'm not I'm not as loud as, and abrasive as one would like to think. But because it's like, like I said, these these are things that we're passionate about. Yeah, 
and sometimes you don't sometimes you don't want to say it to yourself or you want to say it to as many people that are willing to listen and that's what beats rhymes and body slams is for me i can't speak for philly i'll let him explain that on his own time but for me personally that's my platform to get anything off my chest and not have to apologize or regret anything mm-hmm. unless I said some shit that's really fucked up and then I'm like alright I'll take it back yeah yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll send whoever was offended a Hallmark card saying that I was sorry there you go you know <laughs> All right, yeah. but, do you what know, you gotta do exactly but it's, it's, it's definitely one of the things I felt like for a while with podcasting and especially with music is that you know you, you, we hear it all the time. Passion don't pay the bills. Yeah, and, and that is such a detrimental thing to hear. And it's such a, 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 a heartbreaking thing to hear. But at the same time, and, and, and that's why I'm so grateful to have a girlfriend who is a creative as well. Because sometimes I need to be reminded like, yeah, the money is all good. The, 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 the clout is all good. But that will come. Mm-hmm. You know, you sometimes you just need something to like you don't go fucking crazy. Yeah, you don't go, you know, you know, losing your mind and 140 characters on Twitter. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that place is toxic enough. I at least want a, a place to where I can be myself and not be judged for it. Right, and also just like give context to how you feel and why you feel about things. Yeah, because it can be really easy to lose that context when you're just communicating to people through words on a screen nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes like people forget people are not who they are on that phone screen, on that computer screen, behind those 140 characters. So just for me personally, it's like I want to be like every time I talk about being real on a record, like that's my definition being real. Like what you see is what you get. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm not trying to you know put on a front for nobody. I, I try to do. The I have same, nothing. Yeah. I have nobody to put up a front for. Right. Yeah. All these people are fake in the industry. <laughs> so like, who who what do I look like front? You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I try to do the same too. Um, but I feel like get, doing having a podcast or just having something like this to be able to like broadcast like how you feel and why you feel about it. I don't take it for granted. That's for sure. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's and on top of that, I'm having fun. Yeah, that's what that's I'm important. Doing. If I'm not having fun anymore, I'm no longer doing it. Of course, right? Or if it only just becomes a chore, if it becomes stressful, yeah, yeah, that's why I've had to take more breaks. Yeah. Um, so, well, James, Mad Static, I've had a great time tonight having you on the thank show. You, thank you for having talk me. about your music and talking about your podcast, and um, you're very intentional about like what you do and how you do it. And I, yeah, I appreciate that about you. Dude, yeah. So. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. I <laughs> highly appreciate that. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, for me and I said a lot of jokes on here. Some, I mean, some, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you determine which, um, what I'm being real about. But for me it, at the end of the day, regardless of all the negative things, I, I, I love my city. I love where I come from. And all I want to do is use my platforms, whether that be music or whether that be podcasting or anything else I do, 
and show people that I am as Milwaukee as it gets. Hell yeah. Yeah, and, and, and if I'm and if I'm able to take that outside of the city, then so be it. And but like I said, what you see is what you get. And if you don't like it, fuck you and go listen to Takashi Six Nine or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, hey, that's quite a leap. Or, but yeah. or, or, or Blueface, <laughs> or what, whatever rapper you you think is dope and is really garbage, but you know, it's all opinion. It's all opinion yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So as we're closing out, James, I ask everyone the same two questions. First one is, what keeps you up at night? Uh what keeps me up at night? Um, insomnia. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. My Naturally. my girlfriend. Yeah, where I spend time with just on the couch, you know, shooting the shit, right. watching TV, counting our days. Uh, the podcast because sometimes I'm doing the show late. Uh, the dog because I have to look after that. Oh yeah, and having an idea and writing it down and hopefully formulating a song and or episode idea. Yeah. Those are all... And sometimes great sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't, can't go without that. Of course. Well, the flip side is uh, what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Jack Harlow. Oh, but yeah. He just like dropped an album. He didn't just he? dropped it. Like, I got the... I've never listened to him. Ne- Don't. <laughs> never <laughs> listened to him. You're good enough. Hey, I, I'm, you're not missing anything. Jack Harlow is 2022's g Easy. Oh, okay. We'll leave it at Do that. with that what you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks so much, dude, for being on the show. Yeah. For everyone watching, for everyone listening, uh, I'll be tagging Mad Static so you can go stream his music, Son of Cynthia. Uh, I just dropped, so get that. Also, uh, listen to his podcast. It's 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 Beats. Beats, Rhymes, and Body Slams. New episodes every Wednesday. Available anywhere that you get your podcast. I'm on social media as well, Mad Static 414, M-A-D-S-T-A-T-I-C 414, the numbers, the podcast, BRBS podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yes, I TikTok. I'm old as fuck. Mm, and, and, I, and I TikTok. So I do I occasionally guess. too. Yeah, no. I mean, I, hey, it's, it's an outlet. It is. It's just another, <laughs> it's an outlet at the it's end of the day, wagon. you know? Yeah. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Cheers.